You're listening to the Oiled Up Podcast, and I'm your host, Armando Caba. Welcome back to episode two. We're going to talk about some art shit. Some art shit that's relevant in my life, I think other artists' life. And to be honest, I think it's an open secret, and I'm going to let you in on it for those people who have no idea what I'm about to talk about. Well, the subject is art application fees. And you're probably asking yourself, well, what the fuck is an art application fee? Are you talking about school tuition? No. Am I talking about, you know, what else would be an art application fee? Anyways, it's not school tuition, all right? An art application fee basically is a fee, a sum of money an artist pays to submit their work to possibly a gallery for an exhibition call and even publications. And these fees... Man, all right, these fees can be very small, they can be incredibly large, and I want to kind of talk about it, about like not only my experiences, but just it as a concept and like how it became so, you know, dare I say the word, normalized. Now, when it comes to being an artist, it is one of the most, not the most, but it is up there of being one of the most expensive career paths you can take. And if you're unaware, basically being an artist means if you have a studio, guess what? That's double rent. You have double utilities. Shipping work, that's expensive. Don't forget customs fees if you're moving it out of country. Then after you have insurance to pay on it. The the fees of it just keep adding and adding. That's why this has been such a career that if you do not have some form of financial backing or a side gig to pay for it, I don't know how anyone really survives. Now, coming back to the art application fee, my first first encounter with this was back in 2000, what, 2011, 2012, we're talking a decade ago. And basically what this means is that when you submit to somewhere, for them to look at your email, it costs money. You're not guaranteed that you're in the show or in the publication or that they're going to include you. It is basically you are paying to be at the job interview. Now, it doesn't necessarily equate to going to a regular job interview where, you know, if you go get your clothes pressed and cleaned, uh, if you want to pay for an Uber so you know that you're not late in case you don't know how to use the public transit, uh, printing out your CV and all your information that you want to hand to your employer. It's not that. It's just literally you are paying someone to open your email And look at the selected pieces that you've sent. And sometimes it's only two pieces. Sometimes they pay, they want you to pay more to send more images. Now back to the story where the first time I saw this, I remember it was an online announcement for a publication way back when. And the fee was, you know, really small. It was like, what? I think it was like $20 Canadian where if you use the conversion rate now to euros, that's like what? That's like... Four euros because our fucking loony is fucking dog shit. But anyways, it, it it wasn't an astronomical amount. And at the time, it wasn't as normal as it is now. Where with all these open calls, there's constantly a catch to them. It was very much a one-off and I wasn't sure about it. And even the term that was used when I asked other people about it was called a vanity gallery or vanity publication. Meaning that artists would do this usually were guaranteed to be in it and they would use that listing as a way to beef up their CV when they would approach bigger institutions, galleries, 
whatever it may be. It just it, it looked good on paper, and plus you had a publication. If you did a show, you had a show, and you can go to the show. You know, invite collectors. You could possibly meet people. It wasn't you know a complete loss. Now let's not mix up an art application fee with a um, with a hanging fee. Which guess what? More money, more fucking problems. A hanging fee is basically they have galleries and such that will ask artists who are exposing to pay a certain fee to have a space on their wall. And yeah, sometimes the fee changes depending on how big of a space you want. And those fees are fucking wild. I think the most expensive hanging fee I've seen, or at least I've heard that someone has paid, is close to 10 grand. And I'm going to refrain from using names in terms of like, you know, these publications these institutions, because I'm, I'm not in the mood for a fucking lawsuit. I really, you know, it's episode two. I'd really like to keep this podcast out of court. Like, that'd be really nice. That'd be like, let's say, let's say, I think that's a sane goal to have for 2023. Now, my first hanging fee that I paid was a 20, and it was because my friends invited me to do a show. They had an event that was called the uh, the Fringe Festival, and I guess it, it was more, I think, acceptable in my mind and also like normal because... Seeing them being like, hey, you know, we're an organization, we're very independent, you know, most of us are students, we rented this space, it's our first time doing a show, it helps us rent the space and also like, you know, pay for wine, have some snacks, so, you know, we're just asking for a 20, and I have that receipt framed, I have it here, because it was my first ever show, thank you Fringe Fest, I love you, I don't know if anyone who worked there uh, still follows me or remembers me, but uh, hey, much love to you, look at me now. So I want to make it clear as we're getting into, you know, the conversation of submission fees that I'm not totally bashing it, but it is creating a form of gatekeeping, which is there's already a shit ton of that in the art world. Ask anyone. But now it's becoming the system that feels like it's pay to win. That now when I look at art online and such, I now wonder like, oh, was this actually chosen for its merit or how it works in the show as a whole with the other with the other artists that are there, or is it just, you know, hey, it's kind of like playing the lottery. You just paid so you have the advantage because you have that disposable income. Because that shit adds up fast. I think the most expensive application fee I saw just to send in your work and not have it guaranteed in the show was 300 euro. And let, like, let me make this clear that when you are in the show, there are some times extra fees like I've submitted to publications and then there's the extra fee of you know hey you paid us you know 30 but you're gonna have to pay another like 85 if you want to actually get a hardcover copy of the book otherwise we're not sending you a book and you're like okay you know printing costs money but at the same time you're like Jesus Christ this whole thing is costing you know, add 30 to, you know, 85, you're at over 100 euros. And that, that adds up, man. Not everyone can do that for just one thing. And then it's the, no organization ever can guarantee that when you do pay this, I mean, they do market it as this, is that like, oh, this, you know, this show is going to be, we're going to have invites sent to so many collectors in our network. Uh, we were mentioned here. We have this following on Instagram and other social media accounts. You know, it's going to be huge for you. It's going to be a great stepping stone. It's a good thing in your career. But that does not guarantee that you're going to make money back. I mean, look back at like what I just said in terms of like have, being an artist and all the, you know, accoutrements that come with it from materials 
to rent, to shipping, you're already in the hole. If you can't afford that and then you add on these fees, you're already going to go into the show in the hole. That adds a certain pressure to you and then sets you up to be disappointed if you don't sell the work. I spoke about this a bit on uh, Happy Little Holes on the Strip Club Gallery episode, which is still up. Go take a listen to that. Show Chloe some support. Love Chloe. But yeah, it's it's getting more and more common, you know, these fees that even now that seeing these open calls like that are listed on Instagram, uh, I've seen some, there are other sites now which I pay for where you just have access to the listings. Like this was more of a new concept before there was like kind of like a little bit of a hub or maybe you'd follow an account that would list it or there was a Facebook group. But now, if you want to get like decent calls and like a good wider range of calls in one spot, you pay a subscription per month. And I'm on one, I believe it's Artanda, and it's like, I think I pay less than a fiver. And it's cool, it's bare bones, you know, I just see all the listings for competitions, residencies, publications, uh, calls for art, if there's going to be uh, project submissions. It's cool, I, I can't complain. But then there's some other ones which have more listings, which are more expensive, which are around like 15 euros a month. And when you submit to these things and you find it through these, you know, I guess these services, we'll call them, there's no reduction on your, your payment. There's no like little promo code saying like, oh, if you found us through this site and you're registered and you're a user, you get, you know, 10% off, 20% off, or even like, hey, it's a free submission or like we'll give you an extra image submission free because you found it through so-and-so and you're already paying money. That that doesn't exist, man. That doesn't fucking exist. Some more wild examples that I've seen. There was an open call to have your work featured in Times Square and it was advertised as a contest. And I believe to enter in and send your email, it was at like $65, $70 uh, to go in. But then as I looked at it and I was reading, you know, the fine print, it said that after, if you were accepted, so after you pay, so let's say you do pay and you do win, you're actually selected and you're, if you're not selected, you don't get a refund. There's no refunds here, by the way. If you're thinking they refund you, there's, there's no refunds here. You submit it, you submit it, that's it, that's all. That money's never going to be seen again. So with this one that was for Times Square, I remember I was looking through the um, the fine print and it said that artists who submit and that are selected must be ready to pay $1,000. You have to pay $1,000 after that if, you are, if you're selected. If you're selected, which I thought was just wild. I was like, well, what what is this call then? Like, why is this advertised as a contest? And also fucking $1,000, I get it. It's Times Square. That's a big thing. But once again, with all of these, there's no guarantee. And also, you know, I'm not in New York. If I submit to that, I'm in Paris. If let's say I paid the whole thing of $1,000 to send you my digital image, thank God, don't have to pay for shipping, but I give you my digital image, you plop it up in Times Square, cool, get my photo, make my amazing little Instagram post, like guess who is in Times Square. It's not guaranteed that, you know, a gallery owner is going to see it, a collector is going to see it, it might bring what? I don't even know if it would even bring some follows, I don't know what the other information is going to be on the screen, if it's going to be my Instagram handle, my website, or if it's just my painting with my name, you you don't know, and also if you've been to Times Square, that's the most overstimulating fucking place on the planet, fucking 
submission fees. And now, uh, with that said, there are people or organizations that do write that it's now free to submit, free to submit. Don't worry, free to submit. And it's happened to me where I've submitted things, I've been selected, and then all of a sudden I'm hit with a menu of pricing in terms of what I want. Now that I've been selected, saying like, oh, the minimum price now, if you want to be in the show or if you want to be in this publication, is going to start from, you know, 70 euros and up. And sometimes it goes up to 400 euros, depending how many pages you want, how many images you want. And it's just fucking, it's wild, dude. It's wild. And I get it. You know, people need to make money and they need to get paid. You know, everyone needs a living wage. I'm 100% with it. But I think an issue for me is there's a lack of transparency of where this money goes and that you're asking already a group of individuals who not you know are not necessarily the most well-off unless, hey, you're born into money, great. You have that financial backing. You're privileged. You can do it. So this is probably like, you know, who gives a shit? It's like you're not making any major sacrifices. Whereas for some people, you know, hey, just sending 25 euro for an email for a maybe that can mean groceries for the week. I know it has for me. I know I've had moments where I've fucking, I had to just reduce my groceries to what was on the promo aisle because I submitted to two things that I thought were going to be, you know, be big. Maybe they'll, you know, bring me something. There's some credibility to it. And a lot of them now are very credible. Don't get me wrong. You'd be surprised at who's asking for these fees. Once again, I'm not saying the names of them because Holy shit, if I do, I do not I do not want to get blacklisted. I don't want to get my fucking ass in some sort of fucking lawsuit because I'm talking about something that's very open. After like two clicks on the website, you'll see it. Honestly, if you don't believe me, next time you see a big art account doing a open call, click their link. Even if you're not an artist, click their link and like go through it and wait till like the final checkout moment where you're going to have to pay for something. I wouldn't normally complain with this, but I have gotten lucky with at least one. I remember one application for a, uh, it was an international publication, and I remember seeing the ad, and I was considering it, but they approached me first, saying, hey, Armando, we love your work, we want to include, like, you know, these two paintings, we think they'd be perfect for us, and I thought, okay, cool, you know, I was going to, you know, I replied back to them saying, that's wonderful. I was thinking of applying, uh, at least I know now that like I'm guaranteed in, and then I got a surprising reply of, oh yeah, you're in, by the way, here's this code, use this at checkout so you don't have to pay the submission fee, you're in. And part of me was like, oh my god, that's amazing, but then another part of me was like, wait a minute, how many people have you said this to? And how many like realistically like spots are left for individuals who are paying you? to try to be in your publication. And they might be artists who are thinking like, hey, this could be like a big break maybe for me. This could really like put my work to another level. Like what's, you know, what, I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but like, what's the truth? Like what, give us the answers. Like fucking, oh my God. But yeah, you know, and I'm sure this happens with other people, with many other organizations. I'm not the exception here. And it's fucking, it's, it's shitty. It's shitty. It feels unfair. And it just is a system that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But I did see, you know, one little strand of hope here. I did see there was an ad for a Biennale that's happening. 
and to put the Biennale together, you know, they were doing a call for curators to create pavilions. Basically, the pavilions are these sections uh, where, you, where, you know, the curator will pick artists and basically create a, a universe with the art that's there. Maybe it'll be just paintings. Maybe it could be installation artists. Who knows? Basically, it's up to the curator to create kind of this section for the Biennale, which is just a very big art fair. What I did enjoy is that as I was scrolling through this, because it was a part for artists, they did write in big block letters that it is 100% forbidden, if you are a curator, to charge your artist to submit to you. That, you know, that's the first time in a decade since I've been doing gigs that I've seen that. And I, wow, like talk about having kind of what felt like a fresh, a, a fresh breeze in hell. That's what that felt like to me. Because honestly, like to submit a fucking email and maybe you're sit- you're sitting there being like, okay, if we get rid of these submission fees and we keep the hanging fees, what is included with the hanging fee? You must probably think like, oh, there must be so much included. There must be a lot of benefits apart from just wall space with that hanging fee. Maybe you know, the gallery is taking care of you, which is not always true. I've paid hanging fees and I've had to pay for the shipping. They don't handle shipping. They give very strict hours and when they can receive the art. They also sometimes say we are not responsible for packing your art after. So if it's a show that I cannot physically go to, I have to then figure out if I know someone there who would be so kind to go during these very specific hours of the day to the gallery to pack up my painting carry my painting with them possibly to their apartment or to drop it off at a post office or you know like a UPS or a DHL to send it back to me which is all paid for out of my pocket if that piece is not sold this rant is kind of sounding uh, a bit hopeless but you know hey I, I I feel I feel the need to talk about it and I get it like I've said before I really want to reiterate I understand you know independent organizations and such charging small fees, you know, to cover just, you know, base costs. I, I, I get that. I completely understand that. That way everyone kind of starts at like zero. And if it's 20 bucks and like, hey, you didn't sell your work, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to lose your mind over it. But if it's something like, hey, you paid a hanging fee of fucking like a four-figure number and that weekend didn't go well, yeah, then that's fucking more annoying, especially if you fly out to go to the show, you pay for the hotel, you got your whole living being there for meals, all that shit. Of course, yeah, you're going to be fucking through the goddamn roof. And I've seen that happen firsthand with certain artists. Like, holy shit. Once again, I won't name the show, but my fucking God, do some people not take that shit well. Coming back to the subject of transparency when it comes to um, these application fees and hanging fees, just all these fucking fees, just bills coming out of your fucking ass like there's no tomorrow. Uh, There was one gallery I refused to participate in because they were being like, they thought they were being slick, but they were not being slick. And it was just a red flag to me because they were going to organize a show. And with that show, it was a gallery in Europe. And, you know, they said, hey, it's free to submit. Submitted. And then after, you know, I got hit with the, you know, the menu, the a la carte selection of what you want to do at the show. Do you want a space that is only 60 centimeters, blah, 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 blah. Do you even want to be in the catalog? Because some galleries will charge you extra to be in the gallery, uh, not in the gallery, to be in- printed 
in the catalog, which if there's going to be a show, naturally you should be printed in that fucking catalog. So with this gallery, I got that menu and not only did they send the menu, but their payment method was the biggest red flag I've ever seen. They wanted me to, well, every artist basically who got accepted, I got accepted very early and they said, go to this link, which is a GoFundMe and donate the amount that you've selected from our, you know, our list of prices and do it anonymously. Tell me you don't want to pay taxes without telling me you do not want to pay taxes. Like what? I'm sorry. But like you're sitting there and the whole ad for this open call was like, it's going to be open to international collectors. It's going to be a great show. You know, don't hype it up with these, you know, like I get it. You're not legally making a fucking promise. But like who is actually coming to this show? Who is coming? That also makes me wonder who actually is in your network of collectors. Because you should be through the sales already. Galleries take fucking 50%. Like, haven't even started a rant on that one yet of percentages. It's usually 50 fucking percent they take from you uh, when it comes to a gallery. So on top of that, paying them, you know, they take a fee. But now this gallery, like, are you not making enough? Or, like, are you aiming way too high? Or, like, what's going on with the space? What's going on, you know, in terms of, like, catering? Like, what... How many employees do you have? Like, what is going on that you're asking the artist to cover the fees and that now it's not guaranteed? Because now when I saw that with the GoFundMe, how how am I supposed to have confidence with you that if I do do this, that my work's going to sell? You can tell me like, oh, we send this to so many galleries, you have no idea. We'll take the catalog, we ship it in the post to XYZ. And you see all these lists of all these galleries. And in my mind, I always think like, do they actually ship it or do they do the thing where it's like, hey, yeah, you shipped it, but it's not guaranteed that someone or the head of that gallery is going to open up that publication. They probably just might treat it as junk mail. They might just throw it directly in the recycling bin. Who the fuck knows? I know I'm speaking about this from the end of being an artist and maybe other artists too. You have felt frustration with this and it is fucking frustrating. It is fucking frustrating. Like I never thought I would have to have a budget just for sending fucking emails. Like, literally. Like, I don't know what kind of, like, first world problem this is. But, like, wow, does capitalism just come in and ruin the fucking party? Now that we're heading near the end of uh, this episode, I think this is a good time in the podcast to tell you the story of how I got Picasso's granddaughter to look at my dick paintings. This all had to do with application fees. So basically, there was a big erotic open call from uh, a very prominent account on uh, on Instagram. Uh, the The odds of me being selected were very slim to none. I mean, they said they were only going to select six artists worldwide. Uh, one thing you got to do, pro tip for the artists out there, when you are submitting and you aren't sure, definitely check out the jury. Always look at the jury to kind of evaluate your chances a bit and kind of see the work they do or what they follow on Instagram just to have an idea of, you know, which which paintings or which pieces you want to submit to them. Just to increase your chances. So coming back to this story at this open call, I looked at the jury and already like the first two members of the jury look like, you know, like the leading members of like the gentrification nation of like Brooklyn. You know, they, you know, you got these young 
fucking curators. They look like they order Zara from Europe just to say to people in New York that they wear European clothing. Like that type of person. I'm sure if you close your eyes, you have an image in your head, and I bet you that image is correct. Now, the third jury member was Picasso's granddaughter, who is in charge of, you know... I believe I'm not I don't know which granddaughter it was, but I think it's the one that's very involved with curation. She handles a lot of like where his collection goes. I believe she's on the board of a few museums that are not necessarily his, but just in general. Like she has quite quite the influence. So when it came to this open call, I was like, I definitely want to I want to submit. I want to submit and I looked and I remember it was about like 25 or 30 euros to submit and I was in a little bit of a bind that week for cash and I thought to myself like okay this is grocery money what are my chances of getting my work actually in this because looking at the previous winners like I don't think I fit the bill even though I, I you know I'll, I'll, I'll toot my own horn and say like I do decent erotic art but I thought I don't think I'm going to get it I don't think I'm going to get it and if I do do this, I'm going to be eating instant noodles for a week if I do it. And then I thought to myself, am I throwing, you know, 30 euros in the wind? Or am I paying 30 euros to have a story to say that Picasso's granddaughter had to sit there as her job and look at my erotic penis paintings? And let me tell you something. That following week, yeah, I was eating chicken noodle soup, but I had the biggest smile across my face. And I found that worth it. I didn't win. I didn't win at all. But hey, I had peace of mind, you know, boiling my kettle of water, knowing like, yep, you had to at least look at it. You had to at least see my work. Nothing came of it. I don't know if something's going to come of it in the future. But fuck, man, you know me and my relationship with Picasso. So uh, for me, that was a win. For me, that was a win. You know, hey. Lost the battle on the financial front, but hey, won the war on the penis painting front. That's that's a win for me. Win's a win. Win's a motherfucking win. Now, in terms of finding a solution to this issue, or something that might be a small step in the right direction, I, I think it would be nice to have a bit more transparency. I think, you know, I can't make people's bills go away. I'm not going to say... You know, like, I get it. You know, you have to keep the lights on. You have employees. It does take work to go through countless portfolio reviews. I understand. And putting a show together is not easy. Having to manage, you know, where things are going to go, managing shipping, getting, you know, the proper invites out, who you're going to invite, making sure the right people are there at the right time. It's a whole job. I completely understand it. And I completely respect it. But when you start charging sums that are astronomical, like, especially the one that was, like, fucking close to 300 which I will not pay, to just have someone look at your email to be considered, I mean, at that point, if you're going to pay 300 bucks, you might as well just go to the casino. You know, if you think you're going to win that art contest or be in that show to sell a piece, you might as well just take that money, go walk to your local casino and play some cards. You'll have better luck there, to be very honest with you. At least there, you have, like, a better grasp of what your chances are because once again there's there's not a lot of other information. It's just like, hey, here's the fee, here's the fee. That's it, that's all. See you around. No, it's it's upsetting that it's, you know, becoming a pay to win. And the same thing goes when we look at um very prominent Instagram accounts that share art, you know, these curator accounts. I've asked I I follow one. 
I won't say their name because I believe they smartened up. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, once again, you know, oiled up does not need to be in a courtroom. I remember submitting to them and I got on their submissions email and then their email back, I think was the most like out of touch with reality when it came to the pricing they were asking. This is Instagram. This is for an Instagram post on an account. This is not to have work in a physical space. This is not to have a interview published. This is not about it being sent out in a newsletter to God knows how many people. They had, at the time, I believe, like over a million followers, some notable followers too. I get it. But when I got this email back, I remember the first line was, if you wanted your work posted on their story for six hours, I think you were looking at $450. And then if you wanted the half day, you were at $700. If you wanted a permanent post that would only be up for 24 hours, I think you were looking at close to a grand. And then if you wanted a permanent post that was never going to move, that was going to stay on their site, you were looking at around $2,200. That is insane. That is insane. And it just makes me question so much shit in the art world. I mean, I know I'm in it, but it just makes me question the art that I see online because I want to look at it and intake it properly. I don't want to have the thought in my back of my head being like, did this person just pay to be here? You know, what about, you know, the other people who, who don't pay to be here? You know, I feel like if you're going to scout talent, why are you basing it on their bank account as opposed to what they can actually do, what they've done, their potential? I feel that is more important. That creative integrity is much more important than can you just pay me to post? Is that it? Because then you see one person, when you see one account post one thing, that there's always this little curious chain of events where you see that image getting posted on a bunch of other accounts. Now, I don't know if that artist who is paid to have it on that account has done the whole thing of like, hey, I got paid, so I'm going to pay to have my work everywhere, or if those other accounts just follow suit because they see there's a lot of engagement. I'm not sure. I can tell you if you see my work at one point on like a lot of main accounts, a lot of big ones, all of a sudden, I can tell you I got paid. That would be like if I had that money to burn to just fucking do that. Like I'm convinced it just takes around like, 10 grand you could become famous. I think so. In terms of this circuit, I think it's that's a that's a safe number. I could be entirely wrong. If I'm wrong, send me an email at the oiled up podcast at gmail.com. Oiled up podcast gmail.com. I don't know why I said the, but anyways. But yeah, you know, this is my little art rant for uh the bi weekly podcast. It just it's just, you know, it's disheartening. I I don't like it, you know, and of course this leads to a bigger conversation, you know, if we want to talk about cost of living, proper wages, you know, capitalism as a whole, for sure, for sure. And the art world, you know, operates by its own fucking rules. And even when you're you're probably thinking like, as I mentioned, those Instagram accounts and features, you're probably wondering like, well, don't they legally have to say it's an ad if they've been paid? They don't. It's not a public, it's not a... uh, I was going to say it in French. It's not an advertisement. I mean, technically they are promoting their work, but it is not a business saying, hey, can you talk about like Manscaped for us? It's it's not that. There's no promo code to be used. It's just to have your work there. Man, it's tough. 
it's very tough and I and all my other artists out there and creatives who you know face this struggle and feel like you know they can't even open the door because you know you can't swipe a credit card to open the fucking door I get it I get it it's not easy it's becoming more and more of a privileged game and it sucks it just fucking sucks man like I can just sit here and say for five minutes over and over again that it fucking sucks it sucks the biggest fucking rhino dick like fucking you know I wish it would change you know I wish there was more spaces that were more invested in terms of like looking at talent and maybe wanting to take a risk you know I feel now like with this that has become so normal I haven't seen many curators these days being like you know the cowboy curator the person who will risk it on an artist being like you know what this person's cool like this person I believe in like, story time, uh, this happened, I believe, with Lucian Freud, where I might have been Sachi who found him. But basically, with Sachi was, um, Lucian Freud had a gambling problem. I think that was it. He had a gambling problem, and he was in fucking, like, major debt. Like, we're talking, like, millions of pounds, like, maybe a couple millions of pounds. This is, like, back-in-the-day money, so I had inflation to all that shit. But I believe that the curator, if it was Sachi, came up to Lucian and said, I want your work, I want you in the, the gallery, you're going to go far. And Lucian said, like, well, I have a gambling debt. If you settle my gambling debt, I'm with you. And they did. They said, oh, yeah, okay, if we settle this, you're with us now. And that's what happened. That, that, that type of story and that type of fucking risk-taking, I have not seen that today. I have not seen that. I have not heard of an article where it's been so fucking like that Hail Mary pass or like the confidence within a curator to develop an artist like that. We do have other artists who have been developed, but they come from very wealthy families or they're already in these circles where it's not so much of a risk where now when you invest in them, like Damien Hurst, for example, they've become too big to fail. And, you know, it's tough for, you know, the emerging artists, the the underdogs out there. And I, I sympathize with you. My heart goes out to you. I mean, fuck, even like before recording this podcast, I had an email to participate in an art fair digitally. Digitally participate. Not have a booth. Not have a wall by X by X amount of centimeters. Digitally. And they gave me a wonderful low, low price of 650 euros to have a screensaver at an art fair. That's insane. Sure, it would look absolutely wonderful on my CV. I I I have no doubt there, but like I don't think like I've been in art shows where they have the screens and I'm not one to like look at them. To be very honest with you, I'm usually more excited about like what's physically there and the people that are there. So, you know, I guess if you can do it, you can do it. But for those who can't, you know, it sucks. It sucks. You know, there needs to be a bit of a change here, to say the least. So that's the end of my little art rant for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're someone who has stories too, like, feel free to send them to me. You know, get in my DMs. I'll read them out here. I'll do it anonymously. Or maybe you're someone who works in that field and wants to explain more. I would love to have a chat with you. Maybe even come on the pod. It would be great to chat shit with you and maybe, you know, have shed more light on this. I'm sure I've gone, like, 
maybe I'm like, I'm not even gonna say maybe I might be wrong. You know, I'm pot like, I'm sure I've gotten some things wrong in terms of like how I'm seeing because I only have one side. I would love to see the other side and know the other end of this conversation and have a good discussion about it. So if that could be you, send me a message. It'd be really wonderful. Uh, remember to follow uh, on all the socials, Oil the Podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow my personal account and my main account, it's at Armando Caba. Remember that the Joy of Painting is also still going. That's once a week. That's on Pornhub. This show is going to be every two weeks. It gives me a bit of time that I could paint. You know, at the end of the day, I am an artist. I do like painting. That's fun as much as I do love to rant and rave into this tiny little microphone I have in front of me. So thank you guys for listening. Please make sure you give a, give a good review. Helps people find this podcast if you find it interesting and entertaining. And I'll be back on the next episode. I don't know what we're going to chat about then, but I got some ideas. I got some ideas. Nice lubed up ideas for you. Take care of yourselves out there, all right? Love you all. Bye-bye.